everybody. This is Coach McKitty. Once again, um, I'm at work, so please excuse. There's going to be some background noise, but I really wanted to get this podcast out because it, stuff needs to be said. And this podcast is 1984-1776. Um, I'm in South Carolina. I consider myself a constitutional patriot. I have never complied with tyranny. I never will. I will die before I comply. I'm surprised I made it out of the scandemic. I always say I don't care if one person hears this or a million people, feel free to share it. I know a lot of people take my links and do share it with people because I hear from a lot of people. And um, I do videos, you can find me on Clapper and you can find me on TikTok under Close McKinney. So I'm going to rant a little bit on violent crime and what's going on in this world. And then I'm going to talk more about the spiritual realms because I'm sorry, as a believer in Christ, as someone that has gone down this road now so deep into the spiritual realms and studying now the demonic or the fallen angels or the apocrypha, whatever, the supernatural, in a way I never did before, what's happening around us is um, extremely scary. That is the only way to put it. I'm going to talk about crime. Violent crime has gone up to a point of. Hey, everybody. It is um, just incredible. We are seeing, um, and I apologize, I'm trying to pull up one of my videos that I wanted to post. And um, so. We are seeing crime like we've never seen before. 71% increase, 71% increase, I'm not kidding, across the board in what they call violent crime or property crimes since 2020, since the pandemic. New York is so dangerous now, people with money are hiring bodyguards. They aren't even reporting the murder rate anymore. The violence is out of hand and it's spreading across the country just like homelessness and yet most people are oblivious because guess what? They're going to say this. It's always been that way. It has not. Back in the 80s I was reading when New York was supposedly the most disgusting place on earth crime wasn't like it is today. When I say yes, you know, I was reading a report about New York. There was that big case with Sandra Levy back in the 80s, I guess, and 90s. It was always sensational with murders. But people didn't really feel unsafe in New York after the 1980s. Now, the brutality and violence of crime, for no reason, We're not talking robberies, even. We're just talking brutality. As left police and psychologists baffled. I want to read you something. This is from a forensic journal that have been studying crime in major cities since the scandemic. And they're saying, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, it's hard to say particularly why We've seen the surge. Could it be fear of the pandemic? You know, fear of getting 
it, something happened with the fear mentality is it the economy and then this man says he doesn't think it is the economy because many of these crimes are just violent for no reason also murder suicides we just had one in Columbia South Carolina a man killed his wife and stepdaughter this is the third one we've had here this is exploding across the country as I said in the past police usually define motives for violent crime the number one motive in violent crime was family dispute no more the no next one drugs or drug related meaning you owed someone money a beef a gang that kind of stuff three was gangs all right never did they have a category just wanted to commit a crime and that is what is happening today ladies and gentlemen people are just not right in the mental head now i made a video this was very difficult for me yesterday raven my black cat who i rescued i've been feeding her i fed her sibling who disappeared a couple months ago unfortunately i don't know what happened and her mama my neighbors didn't want them the mother cat got pregnant i only saw two babies i loved raven she never really came in my house you know came near my house my house was all fenced in my yard i don't even know how she would have got i mean of course she's a cat she'd be jumping off a tree but why she'd come in my yard with four huge dogs doesn't make any sense she never i never saw her come near the fence she had food, water, a bed under my RV. Her mama was there. She was the second black cat that my dogs killed. Now, black cats have two connotations. Good or bad, depending on who you ask. Cats are also familiar spirits. I have two cats in the house, I can tell you point blankly, are in touch with the spirit realms. The night, not last night, night before when she died, it was one of the, I mean, a night I could not, it was awful. The cats were on top of me, roaming the house. Something else happens when demonic attacks come around where I live, mice and rats. I can hear them, get in the attic or in the walls or I, I can hear them under the house. And I know it's gonna be a bad night because demons use these things. The dogs were howling, they were barking, the dogs down the road were howling and barking. And then something happened overnight where I heard the sound and the, I woke me up. It, something scared the hell out of me. I grabbed, I'll be honest, I grabbed the rifle and went outside. I thought maybe someone had done something to my dogs. I looked around, I saw nothing. The dogs were in the backyard sleeping. I went, ahead and went out the back door. The next morning, which had been yesterday morning, I came out and I found Raven dead. And the dogs didn't look very interested in her. Normally, they, when they kill rats or mice, they act like it's a trophy. My chihuahua went over and kind of looked around and then walked away. I could tell Damien, my Malamar, knew I was upset because I was crying. And he actually came over and 
I know he has. He could not be used by a demon. He's too smart. I have a black German Shepherd that belonged to my son. And my son and I had very, you know, longer my life. There were things that were done, I think, that affected the dog. He does not particularly like me anymore. <laughs> but I've also had to discipline him quite a bit because my son never did. But I don't know if it was him. But I have two older shepherds who are nine. Their mom and daddy passed away a couple years ago at a very young age. They were inbred. The mom and daddy were also brother and sister. They were rescued from a very bad German Shepherd rescue, um, German Shepherd breeding operation. The other boy in that litter ran away and never came back in 2020. Um, and the girl, believe it or not, I gave to someone and she became a therapy dog for epilepsy and she's still alive. But these two dogs are retarded, I'm sorry. <laughs> they never learn their names. They're not controllable. They're not right in the head. When they were puppies, I actually took them to go get shot and someone said that to me. They said, I can see the inbreeding. But yet, they're extremely healthy and they're nine years old. Um, they eat you know, table food. They're not vicious, but they're not very smart, okay? That's the only way I can put it. The one is really not smart. He howls at nothing. He, well, I mean, he is nothing much up there. He got out of my fence one day and just sat in front of the gate. He couldn't come back in. I mean, there's just nothing up there. It took me getting help to get him back in. When this happened, I reached out to a Bible group that I'm doing Bible study with, and there's a man, he's not often in person, but he does a lot online. I've met him before. He was involved in the occult. He has a background in Catholicism, exorcism, spiritual warfare, and now a following Christ out of the churches and speaking the truth. And he said to me, you know, the dogs could alert her in the yard. I said, how? And he goes, spirit attachment and demons. We got on a topic today, so we're doing Bible study tomorrow, and he is gonna be in town. And we do, so, well, we do Bible study on Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday online, and we'll get together in Sunday groups. Not always the same people, but he is gonna stop by. Um, he has a truck driver, so he's not always in town anyway. And he also talks and lectures anonymously on the occult and demonic, him and his wife both. And he said to me, first of all, when you hear the rats and mice, they're using them. But demons use people the same way. As a truck driver, he gets to drive all over the country and he gets to talk to people. It's one of the things he loves it. And he also gets to see what's going on. Crime, you know, I don't ever look at the news for Albuquerque, New Mexico, or Jefferson, Missouri, or, you know, we live in our little world. But when you start to look at each city and what kind of crimes are committed, and then go back and look at the statistics of that place, everywhere has seen a brutal increase. And it isn't gangs, necessarily. And even when it is, it's random. People are mentally ill. 
They're a demonically controlled mentally ill. Our president, I believe the only reason he is walking around possibly are there are demons literally holding him up and controlling him. And half the time they can't even do that. He can't speak a sentence. When this happened yesterday, I couldn't get the cat out of the yard. I was there by myself. The dogs, every time I went near it, they started acting very weird. It kind of spooked me out. Um, I know sometimes they have rats and mice. I got to look at their, sometimes I think it's a toy possessiveness, but I don't know. I, and I didn't really know where to bury her. I, I was just, so I called, I started this business where I'm doing pet memorials and art, and I've been wanting to call this place that I knew got bought over. They had cremated my 19-year-old dog a couple years ago that passed away too. God rest his soul. I didn't know what to do. And I called these people up. I said, look, I have my cat is dead in my front yard. Uh, I'm, a, I'm kind of, the dogs are acting kind of, I really would like, I need some help. Um, and I really didn't, honestly didn't know where to bury it. And I don't, I have land, but I decided I wanted to have her cremated. I owed it to her. Even though she might not have lived in my home and I didn't have only knew her about a year, I felt she was my cat. And I've always, I wanted her cremated. So they came out later to pick her up and help me get her out of the yard. And the man that came out, these were new people that bought it. We started talking about God. We started talking about the demonology. We started talking about the quote-unquote church. And it was a very good conversation. He then said to me that he was gay, very openly, maybe because I told him a little bit caring some things we were talking about, and he said, you know, him and his husband had bought this business from the people that I knew. And, I was, and so I, you know, I started off talking about my pet memorials, and he was like, yeah, we'll get some flyers, and once we get next week, you know, call me, whatever. Just him and his partner. They're legally married. They're married in the state. I don't know if it's recognized here, but they've been together 17 years. 17 married. They've been together 21 years. That's longer than most Christians have been with one partner. My marriage only lasted 10 years. And he said, that's pretty common. What the news puts out is lies. And they do go to a church, although his husband does not really believe, but he supports him to go. He's hoping he'll get saved. And we started talking about history, about how homosexuality has been part of um, religions and cultures. We talked about David and Bathsheba, about you know, all the concubines and wives and all this stuff. And then we got to the point where he said, you know, the world is, they think they know what they're talking about, but they don't. Listen to me. Christians are so concerned and every time I see this, with this, you know, pornography and prostitution, child, you know, sex, so-called sex trafficking, which is a lie in hell. Um, he knew all about this stuff, how gay, all about lies, spread about homosexuality. And he said, but first, let me tell you something. The gay and lesbian population do not support the transgenders. This was from a man that identifies gays his entire life. He came out at eight years old. He said, not once did me and my husband ever think that we were anything but men. Nor do we say we're anything but a man. Anybody that is not recognized as two genders is a child of the devil. 
And that is where the world is today. We started talking about murders and crime. And one of the reasons I got into this business was that a previous business they owned kept getting robbed. And these are, and crime and just how awful people, I've seen it in the world. We had, he wound up leaving. And I did some spirit boxes to find out what happened that night. Cleansed the house, reached, I believe in guardian angels, all these things. And when I reached out to the gentleman from the Bible study, he said to me, in the Bible and churches, they tell you, you cast out a spirit, it is gone. That's not how it works. Spirits have to be invited in. In fact, when I asked the spirit box how, and I, I'm not going to debate my occult, what I do with ghosts and spirits, I've done this my whole life. And if they didn't, I would not be a Christian today. And they talked to G, about Jesus and God with me. I am very specific of what I allow in and out and how I do these things. And a spirit came through named Sebastian, which is also a saint. And I believe a lot of these things are also not angels as God made them, but spiritual angels. That's a whole other thing that's not talked about in churches, but yet our relatives have wings on their back. Okay, anyway. He said that they had been given permission. I have this recorded. No, they don't. The problem is, I, if I, I'm being overrun. So people can pray on a city. They can pray for our nation. They can pray for people. They can pray for property. They can pray for animals. But the other side is doing the same thing. And let me give you the example. These demons, there's someone called Mark the Messenger. I love his show on YouTube, mostly. But he said this. He said, demons are always listening to you. The fallen angels of evil spirits are listening to you all the time. And right now there's all kinds of weird stuff happening in my studio. Um, so we know they are listening to us. They are listening to us all the time. They know what is happening around us. They get it and they're gonna use it. They know that cat was there. Now, I believe God is going to use that. I'm praying for something good. Because like I said, I have been wanting to call this particular pet funeral cremation place. I knew got bought out. It's only about a couple miles from my work. I pass it every day. And I just have it. I'm praying that he allowed this bad thing to happen so that maybe they can help me promote my new business because I desperately want to get out of what I'm doing now. I'm done with the fitness. I'm done with the wellness. I'm done with it. I'm trying this to scrape by. I'm sick of it. So I'm praying that God can turn something evil into something good, use it, and get one up on the devils. But in New York City and major cities, we're seeing crime rampant in the streets. All these people praying and praying. The other side is giving that command and they have authority to be there. So like in my home, I can cast them out day and night and they can come back. They're not in me. If somebody else gave them, you basically witchcraft, permission 
it is very hard to break that. And there's so many demons that they pass on those commissions. And again, a lot of this you have to, it's not anything to learn about in church, you actually have to go down the rabbit hole studying this in ancient texts and other cultures. The White House has said, now obesity is not treatable through just diet and exercise, which is bull. We have to put our children on medications by the age of 12 and perhaps start performing bariatric surgeries. Just like, you know, they're better than God. God can tell you to be healthy, right? God tells you to be a boy or girl. The White House, under the health and human service and all that, have also said mental illness has increased. One in three children are diagnosed by the age of 10 with a form of mental illness, usually ADH, and need to be medicated. When they are medicated, they become open vessels for demons because they are not in possession of their faculties. That is why when you are drunk or high, the demons can enter you and you don't even know you invited them in sometimes. And once they get that invitation, they're not going to leave. That is what I'm saying. The cities are overrun by a generation born into the demonic, including my own children. I believe 1969, I've said it before, is a pivotal year. And I'm going to say something that's a little bit hard for me to say. I love the hippies. I had a Volkswagen Bug for a very long time. I love the clothing, I love the music. I always said I would have been at Woodstock. But something changed in this country. When you look at how the dress changed, the only other time in history dress really changed, especially for women, was in the 1920s. But I think God stopped what was gonna happen and 69 was a year. I also think it's important, 69 has a very you know, sexual connotation to it, but it's also doing numerology, three. Okay. Um, I believe that year was the beginning of the end. We saw the rise of Church of Satan. We also saw crime and you know, the women's rights movement, a lot of things happening now. Again, it's gonna be hard for me to say because no, I don't wanna go be wearing dresses like it's 1950. But I think we got to a point where we have totally abandoned any sense of morality. I never, even teaching fitness classes in large gyms, walked around in a sports bra and you know, skimpy shorts. I always had a tank top on. I always in my heart felt there was some form of, you just didn't put it all out there. And plus I wanted people to judge me for my abilities, not because they were looking at me. You know, that's my personal philosophy. But you start, then you have the Baptists who take it too far, right? You know, they don't cut their hair, they won't wear makeup, that's not it. But there's something that went missing after, I'm gonna say, 2020. Madonna, people thought back in the day, they thought Elvis back in the day was overboard and demonic. My God, really? 
you know, then, you know, I remember I was watching a documentary, you know, talking about the 80s, some of those bands, right? There was this whole satanic fear, Ozzy Osbourne, and, and that was just fake. But the Grammy Awards, the, it's point blankly glorifying, glorifying the devil and Satan. And rappers and artists have come out and said they have sold their soul, point blankly, to the devil and her followers and cults, including Christian singers like Amy Grant. Okay, you're gonna have to do some research. In New York, where people don't have firearms, they are petrified to go out. When I talk about violent crime, only most of these don't even make the news. The police don't even know what's happening anymore. And it's happening everywhere and it's gonna get worse because we're about, I believe 2020 was the beginning of the seven, the seven years. We've had some good wins with the Supreme Court in different federal court cases that you cannot be barred from having a firearm because you have a restraining order against you and other things. But these are just to keep Christians occupied. No one is going to survive if shit hit the fan, okay? And 90,000 people on all these Facebook prepper groups are dead. Everybody, okay, I'm telling you point blankly. Maybe if you have a compound in the middle of nowhere, you're gonna survive longer. But if anybody thinks they're gonna survive, it shit hits a fan situation like an EMP or a nuclear blast or anything else, that kind of magnitude. You're crazy. Civil war, maybe that's a different story. But you're still not prepared for it. <laughs> Come on. Everybody lives a lie. Even Christians. Christians sit in the churches and pretend to be something they are not. Now, what I'm going to say this is very scary. You have a right to defend yourself. Screw the law. Now, I am not saying to be vigilante. But you have the right to make sure you and your children are not murdered. And if the government is in treason, which they are, and cannot protect you, you have a moral obligation, the founding fathers call it natural law, a law to God. God gave us that right, he gave us life. No one shall take it away. In South Carolina, that damn murder trial is going on. Hundreds of thousands of dollars to imprison these people, millions. Bring back damn hanging, like in a Clint Eastwood movie. Bring back firing squads, mass executions. And you know what? Crime will end immediately. It'll end immediately. Make prison so horrible. Bring back the chain gangs. That crime will end. I don't know what I would do if someone killed something close to me, whether it's a, you know, a child, a dog. Murder's murder. I don't think I would let it go. I'm gonna be honest. There's something in the Bible really, our country was founded on the notion of justice and we don't see justice anymore. Trials for millions of dollars 
drawn out over years, followed by appeal after appeal, costing all this money that we're paying for, is not the vision of our founding fathers. Our founding fathers did say no excessive bail, no you know, cruel and unusual punishment, but they believed in the death penalty. It was practiced every damn day. I want to read you something and leave you some thoughts. These are some quotes from the National Archives on our founding fathers. I'm sorry about some of this noise in the background. Um, like I said, I'm at work and I just can't help it. Our founding fathers believed in the death penalty. They did not believe in the Tower of London from where they came from, but they believed in the stockades. They put people in the town in stockades. Their idea of cruel and unusual punishment was not torture like in the Middle Ages or locking people in dungeons to die a slow, horrible death. They were merciful. They killed them quickly. I don't know if someone would let someone, to me, if someone murders someone, they don't have a right to be alive. Especially the DNA evidence we have now, it's not like how it used to be. That's one thing the demons, you know, they gave us all the technology, well, let's use it against them. We know when people are damn well guilty of murder. I want to give you some quotes to finish up for today. They also did believe in demonic, even the ones that admitted they were agnostic. All right, you ready? These are quotes by the Founding Fathers. And I want you to listen to this very carefully. When people are silent and do not speak up, they are guilty of a crime themselves. This is Thomas Paine. When they cover up the crime, whether it's a person or the government, and refuse to take a stand, they are guilty of that crime as well, and that is how tyrants are born. When a man, this is Thomas Paine writing, it's in the National Archives, you can find these writings. He says, when a man allows his hard-earned possessions to be taken away by theft or allow lawlessness to slaughter his fields, meaning his animals, or murder kindred, Without retribution, he's guilty. Justice needs to be done swiftly and righteously. Interesting. Another quote. This is by Thomas Jefferson. Every man deserves a fair trial by a jury. However, once verdict is reached, sentence should be carried out. He they never thought there'd be 300 years of appeals. They also said people do have the right to counsel. They have a right to an attorney. We know that, right? All right, I'm gonna leave you one other thought. All right. Listen. 
This is um, by Benjamin Franklin. The Punishment of Murder by Death. Although maybe contrary to reason, is necessary for order and happiness in society and is not contrary to divine revelation. There have been people that have changed that quote point blankly. I'm talking changed it. But when you go back to the original writings, but yet you have to go back to the National Archives and read what was written. Because then what he says later on might be construed a little bit differently. But he's talking about his support of the death penalty. He says one of the greatest tragedies of life is when men allow evil to persist and men do not fear the consequences of their own evil. Interesting. Here's another quote. This is George Washington. He says, although we know the existence of evil, man has a moral obligation to stand against it in every way. We have seen death and carnage. We have stood against it in spite of the odds and the facts. In the founding of our nation, let every man take responsibility to ensure these principles live on. Interesting. What would you do? What do you believe should be done? I believe it's time for people that live in these cities to leave. That is why Oregon wants to go to Ohio. We want to make the greater Ohio. I believe we're time for the nation to either split and let what happens happens, let people choose where they live based on their political views, and whoever is strongest will win. Let escape from New York happen. I'm serious. Let escape from New York happen. Okay. What we are seeing is the destruction of words, the destruction of documents. When you Google something, if you're looking for something that's against the narrative, it's not going to come up. You have to literally dig into stuff like the Brill, B-R-I-L-L, or the National Archives, the Library of Congress. Start looking for antique books, antique magazines, newspapers. That is how much, how much things have changed. There was a time in this country property could be defended by deadly force. People didn't allow this stuff to be stolen. And you know what? People that want to make fun of the lawlessness of the 1800s, well, you know, crime wasn't very, 
it took care of the crime. It, it made sense. Now, I understand we are much bigger than my past Jesse James, but we have gone completely in the other direction. This is a quote by a, one of our politicians recently, actually Ronald Reagan, and he says, I believe that many people would be alive today if we had enacted the death penalty and actually used it. Interesting. I'm Krishna Kitty. A lot to say all over the place, but I always put out what God tells me. God bless.